Do you know how much you mean to people? No, that part I don't know. And I'm sure people are conflicted about the way they feel about me. Because I think I push a lot of buttons. I mean, everything, absolutely everything is a paradox. And I hope that comes through in my record also. I mean, that's pr pretty much a theme in, in a lot of the songs. Especially Extreme Occident, for instance. When I say, I guess I'm lost. I paid a handsome cost. The thing that hurt me most was that I wasn't lost. So, I mean, that says it all. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, the place where it's a physical attraction. It's a chemical reaction for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey guys, I'm Tony, and I guess I'll die another day. I'm so excited. We've got some amazing Madonna fans from Paris, from Perth, Australia, and here they are. Yes. Hey, guys, it's Stefan. We are very excited today on the MLVC podcast to have Ian from Paris and Israel from Perth in the house. Hey, guys. Hi. Bonjour. Hey. A pleasure to be here. Um, these guys, if you are not aware of who they are... Um, then you haven't been to a Madonna show lately. Yes, exactly. If you, if you Basically, these guys live in a Madonna concert. They are, when Madonna is on tour, they are on tour. Uh, you, you, will, uh, you will see them in every concert film, I think, right? You're in various concert films, yes? Uh, yes, <laughs> pretty much. And the they also... So, um, I know Ian, we had met because Ian and I both have the audacious privilege of having danced on stage with Madonna. We were both unapologetic bitches. Amazing, amazing times. Uh, Ian, where times. were you the unapologetic bitch? Taipei. Taipei, okay. Um, do you know how you got picked? Um, Andy just grabbed me from Andy, her makeup artist. Uh -huh. Oh, no, her hair person. Oh, uh-huh. Hairdresser. It's okay. Um, yeah, um, just pulled me from the back and he's like, let's go. Like, uh -huh. after he just saw my costume. This was about, I think, um, towards, um, which song was it? Material Girl? And then, let's go. And then, you, just, you know, Sarah just briefed you after and then you're on. Yeah, it's, I remember because a lot of people were like, I always thought that they got the unapologetic bitch at the beginning of the show. And right. it was when the show had started, for me, I was like, oh, well, I guess mm. somebody else got picked. Right. And it, it was right in Material Girl, and I felt a tap on my shoulder. And when they pulled me, I was like, oh, my God, I know what's happening. And then, yeah, then you're on this sort of like this crazy ride. You're just brought up, and then you're just, oh, because you don't see any, but you just see lights. Uh-huh. And Madonna. Know, and Madonna, and M, and her blue eyes, and just, yeah. Were, um, so were you, like, spellbound? Were you? Uh, I was enthralled. Because when, like, when you were just walking towards that um, big, like, long, um, what is that? Stage? Yeah, thing? the catwalk. The catwalk, yes. The um, penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, she just looks at you, and then those eyes, and she smiles at you. And lipstick, everything, the whole thing was just there, like, her breath, her perfume, you mm -hmm. can almost smell it, and then just. Amazing. That was actually the one thing everyone was always asking me after it happened. What does she smell like? So, and I, that was the one sense that was not working for me. Right? I, I was like, I could remember how her, <clears throat> the lace on her dress and the beads from that, right. from the costume. And I remember seeing her face, seeing her eyes and like hearing things and feeling the energy of the crowd. But everything else was like 
the smell was turned off. I wanted her to smell like patchouli, like the Like a Prayer album. <laughs> I heard she wears a uh, portrait of a lady now. Oh. And Frederick Mall, French brand. French yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll have to. Um, do you remember what was going through your mind while it was happening? Because um, it's a blur. It's a blur, but I practiced at home, <laughs> not knowing I was, if I was going to get this was um it's like practicing the, to win an oscar right yeah yeah, yeah. Law of attraction in action baby absolutely um it's like um i was just practicing not knowing if i was gonna pick so i was practicing where i was gonna stop how we were gonna do it because that was the opening night for asia uh-huh so um i just did it like five times one night that's so fun and then just rolled with it and then that's it it's good See, guys, practice makes perfect. There you go. Exactly. Just like Madonna, she practices the shit out of her concerts, and then it pays off because it looks so... But I bet you people thought you were part of the show. Like, people probably thought, oh, he's just a dancer. He's not actually a fan. He's probably part of the show. Did did that happen? Well, quite possibly, especially with you. I mean, people did. Like, they thought thought I was part of the show. Like, they thought I was one of her tour dancers just in that because... Well, because I had seen what she does with the fan, and so, like, I sort of knew, like... and. What people don't understand is that, like, those dancers are steering you and guiding yes, you. Guiding and Madonna you. grabs your hand and sort of leads you through everything that you're doing. So it's like, even if you're completely unaware of what's happening, they sort of make you look better than you actually probably would be in a Dance normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's because there's so much happening around you. Right. And, um, but yeah, I just remember, like, it, yeah, Very you, good. I tried finding my friends in the audience. You couldn't see shit, you know, you like, can't. it's, it's just- there's no Light. lights, so and you feel the, the wave of the energy from the audience. I was trying to look for him, for him, but he was at the edge of the, the tip of the heart. The tip. I was already on, on the main stage, and I was like, where is he? Is he this? <laughs> is he? Oh, you were there to provide emotional support after. Yes. So, did, when, so when you, you're finished, he dumped you back out into the audience. Did you just run into was, Israel's arms? I ran arms? to him and just started hugging him right He just ran back. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I remember, like, I couldn't get through the crowd to my friend at first because really? so many people were like high-fiving me and fist-bumping and hugging me and like <laughs> just like it was like you're a celebrity all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah. And you must have gotten that too like after the show was over because you get dumped back into your seat and then she does Holiday right. and then the next thing you're the most famous person in the venue because everybody knows what you look like and everyone knows your name. Yes, interviews after Facebook requests, Instagram um, especially because I'm originally from the Philippines. Celebrity after it happened. Um, I'd like, no. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Facebook request started, Instagram, um, messages just from news crews, um, newspapers, um, like from like primetime TV networks nice. in the Philippines because that's where I'm originally from. So by the time the show, the tour hit the Philippines, they were all waiting for us to arrive and ask us questions, how, you know, how it works. And celebrities from the country itself started messaging, like, how did you do it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it helps their star. Too. Right, right, right. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it's pretty good. It's a good experience. So um, just to go back a little bit, I'm interested in finding out more about your unique friendship. Like, where did you guys meet? And, I mean, I know that I'm sure Madonna had something to do with it. Well, yeah, we we met in France, Paris, in, for the last tour. So yeah. we we're actually fairly new friends, mm-hmm. but um, we just clicked, and it's grown from there. And it just got to a point where 
because um, obviously France was 2015 mm-hmm. and the Asian tour wasn't till 2016 and he was doing some Asian shows. I was doing all the Asian shows. So we decided to tee up for as many as we could. Yeah, so to give our listeners a little bit of some background. So Israel, you have, so in total, how many shows of Madonna have you seen in the course of your entire life? Um, I don't know. I think today is around 165. In total, like any time you've seen Madonna perform, basically. Yeah, and I only count concerts. Okay, so you don't I count, don't like, count like TV appearances or which you've been to many interviews. I don't count any of those. I just count concerts. Okay, so everyone's got it. Everyone's got their right, way of right, doing right, right. it. Right. Yeah. Out of the Madame X tour concerts, she's doing 92, 92 shows. Yes. How many are you seeing? 84. 84. And so you'll see her in New York. Uh, you've seen her in Chicago? Yeah, every city except San Francisco. Oh, okay. And why is that? Just because of when the dates, <laughs> because, when they went on sale? Um, there's a few reasons why I'm doing so many shows, actually. Uh, first of all, coincidentally, a year and a half ago, we planned a family vacation at the end of October um, for two weeks. Mm. This is before I even knew there was going to be a tour. Right. Um, so, and obviously the tour started in September. And it made not, didn't make much sense for me to re- go back home and then only to come back. So I pretty much used that as an excuse to stay on <laughs> to see more shows. <laughs> then I started thinking, oh, well, at this rate, I'm going to get to 200. <laughs> so I started to think, where would I like to celebrate my 200th show? And I decided on Lisbon. Nice. But for it to be Lisbon, I needed to see pretty much all of North America. And... It was challenging because there's been rescheduling. Right. Um, shows have been one show's been cancelled, um, and the rescheduled shows, three of them, are now part and now during the time where I'm going to be on a ship. Oh, uh, for your so vacation. Even though I've lost three shows, I'm and they've added a few San Fran. I'm still in sync for Lisbon to be my 200th. Nice. So hopefully that will stay. And we'll make it happen. So do we think Madonna will wheel out a cake for you? And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the reason why I chose Lisbon, a lot of people don't know this, um, is because I was actually born in Lisbon. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So believe <laughs> it or not. Uh, in Portugal? Uh, yeah, sorry, in Portugal. In Lisbon, yeah, and it's hard to believe because everyone knows me as the Australian guy, which I have been my whole life, and you can probably tell by my accent, but I have actually got Portuguese blood and I was born there. But I left Portugal. Well, my parents migrated to Australia when I was one. So I've been in Australia my whole life. Um, but it's not something that I often advertise or talk about because just because, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I, and then... She moved to Lisbon. She moved to Lisbon. And who would have thought that one of her biggest fans would be living in the country where you know, he was born. So, and listening to music that I've been exposed to my entire life. Mm-hmm. I speak Portuguese, by the way. So oh, nice. I can connect on many levels with this show. She speaks Portuguese and obviously on her album as well. So it's a very special tour for me and I'm really enjoying it. Is, is her Portuguese accent pretty on par? It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to sound very Brazilian, but since she's moved to, uh, to Portugal, she's been working on it and it's, you know, it's become less Brazilian because obviously they speak Portuguese in Brazil mm-hmm. with the Brazilian accent. 
Wow. So yeah, knowing this now, I, I want to ask you, what is your, what was your first impression of the Madame X album when you heard it? It must have blown your mind. Absolutely. I loved it completely to begin, like without a doubt, straight away it clicked. It was the first time I'd clicked with an album to this extent since Confessions on the Dance Floor. Mm-hmm. And the time before that, it was Ray of Light. Mm-hmm. So... There's about ten year gaps when I just <laughs> every so every ten years you have you have she puts out an album you really resonate with. Yeah, I mean I think it's just coincidence. I mean before Rave Light was the erotic album, mm-hmm. that's what made me a fan actually. When I first heard Deeper and Deeper, mm-hmm. um, that's where it all started for me. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean this, I'm trying to think of what I can tell you guys, but um, when that album was re- launched, as you know. Okay. Um, that was her first time in Australia right. with the girly show and I was 13. I lived in Perth. She went to every city except Perth. Mm-hmm. I was a kid. I didn't have money. I wasn't allowed to travel. I, I entered every competition. It just didn't work out for me. Um, so I never got to see the girly show. Luckily it was filmed and it was actually a really good recording, you know, the one that was on HBO here in the United yeah, States. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I actually recorded it. I bought the VHS tape and, you know, I actually wore it out. Mm-hmm. It stopped working. That's how, many times I, that's how many times I watched it. Just because, you know, to make up for the fact that I couldn't right. go. And then, of course, as you guys know, I had to wait eight years before I was able to see her. So remind us where you saw Drowned World for the first time. Well, that's another story. Um, my first time in the USA, my first time seeing Madonna... I arrived in the USA September 11th, 2001. My flight from Australia was the last flight to land at LAX before the airspace shut down. Wow. I was very lucky. I guess it was fate. Mm -hmm. I wasn't diverted. I still landed in LA. Um, There was a show that night. I was never... Right, which she cancelled. Yeah, she cancelled. She postponed. Yeah. So I was never meant to go to that show. Mm Mm-hmm. My intentions were to, was to go to the venue to check it out, buy merchandise, and then go to the, the last two shows. So that show became the last show, which upset me because I really wanted to be at the last show. But then because the airspace was closed down, a lot of people couldn't travel mm. and tickets became available. Oh. So I bought another ticket and that was the only positive that came out of that day. I ended up seeing her three times instead of two. Um, and, yeah, that's my story <laughs> behind <laughs> my first time seeing Madonna, uh, first time in America, um, scary times. I mean, you know, back then it was very different yeah. with communication. There was no social media. My parents were hell worried. The phones weren't working. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, call yeah. them. They couldn't call me. It was just horrible times. But um, Did you travel by yourself, Israel? Yes. Wow. I actually travelled to LA by myself to meet a friend of mine um, who was travelling down from Canada mm-hmm. at the time. Her name's Jenny. She's also Australian. Oh, yes, we know Jenny. I met Jenny at the uh, She was in the documentary with you and I met uh, her at no, the show. No, not that Jenny. Oh, different Jenny. <laughs> a different Jenny. I hadn't met Jenny back then. This is a different Jenny. She was in Canada at the time. She was meeting me in 
LA. Of course, she her flight was cancelled because she couldn't get into America. So she actually hitchhiked from Canada to LA <laughs> wow. to get to me. Did she hitchhike like Madonna in the sex book? Did um, she? Uh, <laughs> it yeah. would have been a little chilly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Canadians are used to the cold. I mean, yeah, no. And you know what? It worked. Yeah, exactly. It got her to me middle of the night, and yeah, so. By the power of Madonna. Exactly. By the power of Madonna. Well, so Ian, what was your first uh, touch with Madonna? When, yeah, when, did, your... when did she come into your conscious? Oh, consciousness. Um, I was four, four years old. I was in the Philippines. You know, like when you're, it's the Philippines, it's one of those countries you don't know if she's ever going to go to yeah. or so you, you, everything that she puts out, you just live off of that. You live off the videos, live off the cassette tapes mm-hmm. or magazines and things like that so but like I knew something was out there that was going to happen in my life personally but I just didn't know what shape or form it was gonna you know eventually happen um so when I moved to to Europe when I was 24 24 23 um it was around the confessions Mm -hmm. that's that's when I so you had not seen her prior to confessions? No. Cause, wow. Because she's never been to Asia except for Tokyo, for Japan. Right. That was it. I was too young for Blonde Ambition. I was yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, you probably, from what we saw on Truth or Dare, it was rainy anyway. So you, you probably wouldn't want to be in the monsoon <laughs> and, season. Yeah, you would have just seen Vogue costumes all yeah. day. <laughs> Put your Vogue costume on and that's your costume for the night. And then when I moved to Belgium, that's when I understand... Is that what um, that dancer said? Belgium stress. Oh yes, because it was raining all the time <laughs> in Belgium and in Europe in general. So, and then that's the first um, uh, the first concert I went to, which was Confessions. Nice. And then after that, Sticky and Sweet, and then MDNA, and then. Yeah, oh, you've both been making up for it for all the missed yes. concerts that you didn't get to see before. We were just too young to watch the other ones. Yeah, I'm too far away from everything. But I'm sure you guys have caught up. I mean, you you have to go back to the beginning and just kind of take all of that in. You know, as, as we were talking earlier is that, you know, I, I've been, I remember hearing Borderline on the radio the first time it came on, you know, and, and have been following her career since. And right. also waiting, you know, there's a lot of waiting when you're a Madonna fan, but you guys had this whole like decade that you can, you know, go back to and that that must have been really great uh yeah i mean basically um my father going back to 1993 he just kept saying israel you're so young you don't need to do this she'll tour again in a few years who was to know that i had to wait eight years yeah i then traveled to the u.s like i've already said and i landed i remember taking photos from with my camera in the plane of the Californian sun rising because we land in the morning mm-hmm. and I was super excited, landed in LAX expecting it to be one of the busiest airports in the world and it was completely empty yeah. and there were FBI agents everywhere um, and we didn't have a clue of what was going on because um, it had just happened not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and, yes, um, there's... I never planned on seeing multiple shows. For example, Drown World Tour, I was only ever meant to see two shows. Mm-hmm. Reinvention Tour, I was only ever meant to see one show. But then something happened. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> something happened and it changed my life forever. So I was on an around-the-world trip with my best friend in 2004 
and I kept missing Madonna on tour. We planned this trip before the tour was announced. The tour dates came out. I kept missing her by a week or two in every city that I went to because I went to quite a few cities that year. And I'm like, right, well, this sucks. I'm just going to go to one of these cities. So whilst, whilst I was in New York, I was in New York for a week, I left my best friend Margarita on her own in the ghetto and I went to Toronto to see the first night of her reinvention concert. And I actually met up with my friend Caitlin, who I met in the Drown World Tour. We'd stayed friends. We saw that concert together. And something happened at that concert that changed my path forever. Um, so by this point, I, I had my Australian flag, one of those giant ones that you normally see on flagpoles, except I used to wave it everywhere. Because, <laughs> um, you know, that's what I used to use to try and get her attention because she didn't know me back then. And for that particular concert, you know, I'd known, I was told, you know, you got to try and get the shirt, you got to try and get the shirt. And the Kabbalist do a better shirt. Or oh, Italian right, because she was, was she taking it off and balling it up Correct. and throwing it out. Okay. Yeah, so that, on that particular night, it happened to be the Kabbalist do a better shirt. And it just so happened that I was like two or three rows from the front immediately in front of where she throws the shirt. Oh, my God. And back then, you couldn't select your own seats. You got what you were given. Right, right. So, again, perhaps that was fate. Um, I happened to be in that area and I wanted to get her attention. So I'm not very tall. So what did I do? I decided just before the moment to stand on my seat. I had one foot on my seat and one foot on the person's back chair, the back of the, their chair, to stand up as high as possible. And I started waving my, my, my Australian flag up in the air and screaming my head off. And she saw me because I was, like, level with her. Mm-hmm. And she saw me and she pointed at me, took her shirt off. She wrapped it into a ball and she threw it right at me. Oh, nice. Wow. And from that, from that moment on, I'm like, right, I need to see the show again. But I was already on a trip. <laughs> My only opportunity to see her perform was to go to Europe, like, later, um, which I then did. And I ended up seeing, I think, 12 or 14 more shows. So Did you wear the T-shirt every time? No, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. In fact, it's in my safe. I still haven't framed it. It still has a bit of her makeup on, oh, the, wow. on the shirt, actually. Oh, that's fun. So it's very special. Well, if you ever need money for future tours, you could probably sell that <laughs> off and make it no, pretty penny. that's one thing I'll never sell. Yeah, I think that's priceless. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what started my love affair, my real-life love affair with Madonna, just having her shirt in my hands. And Amazing. So, so you mentioned that this was the moment where she first like recognized you. So, tell us about like not that on that not not on that particular day. Well, I mean, that's the first time she you guys interacted, you connected, but, exactly. connected. Yeah, but so yes, consequently, um, how did your I guess relationship with Madonna evolve? Evolve, right? Because she must know who you are by now. Well, she does now, but obviously at that time she didn't. I was still carrying around my flag um, <laughs> to try and establish some sort of, you know, um, recognition. You're the ambassador from Australia for Madonna fans. <laughs> well, I guess so because it's, a very, it's very far to travel because mm-hmm. she doesn't normally go to Australia and obviously to get around it's, you know, it's not ideal, it's not practical. It takes a long time to get, you know, from Australia to anywhere mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, it's expensive. You, you can't just book a week off. You need to book a week off plus travel time, which right, is right. usually a day, day and a half each way. And then you need to get to the place. And um, anyway, so I ended up seeing quite a few reinvention shows, as many as I could, till the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, and funnily enough, that was the week, the first time she went to Lisbon that mm-hmm. year. So the tour it's about ended time in I Lisbon. came to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that, that was cool. That's actually one of the best recordings of oh, the reinvention so good. show. It's so I love the audio from that show. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, it was so cool. Um, and then, obviously, she still, you know, she never used to talk to anyone, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And even during that tour, yeah. she never really spoke to me. She would see me. She would look at me. I'd... Because I'm sure by then she, because I always had my flag, and every time she's looking at me, I'd have my flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, fast forward a few years, come Confessions tour, um, the unthinkable happened in Amsterdam. She she spoke to me. She carried out a conversation with me. During what section? Um, during the Drown World, after Drown World, you know how she had the oh right, so where she where Drown she was World. sitting down right where before she's sitting right, down. Right, right after Let It Will Be. Yes, she has a speech. Um, and we can do anything. Yes, that bit. So, yeah, during that bit, um, it's on video, actually, on my YouTube channel in case you want to, you know, check it out. There's quite a few videos of yeah. her and me on there. Um, so the unthinkable happened. And there's another story if you want to hear it. Yes, absolutely. So Amsterdam Confession Store, there was two nights. And as you guys may know, in Europe it's all general admission. There's no seats. First in best dressed. Yes. So... The big fans, we tend to get there a day, two, three days earlier. Oh, that's right. We line up and we just camp out. I think. Well, where do you go to the bathroom? Can I just ask that? Oh, wherever, <laughs> wherever we can find a space. A potted plant. Um, sometimes plants, but preferably Bergdorf public toilets. <laughs> um, and depending on the venue, we also like to get hotels close to the venue. Oh, smart. Um, Shower, but, rest, get some food. It's not always easy. Um, because some venues don't have are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I've been to venues where it's not even a venue; it's just a paddock or an airfield oh, or geez. even an island, and there's you know there's no hotels. Um, so you've got to resort to the toilets that they usually put in place. The potted potted What do you guys uh, the call porta them? Potties. Yeah. Porta oh, potties. Jesus. Yeah. But I like the sound of portaloos. Portaloos sounds much more <laughs> yeah, fancy. Yeah, we call them um, it doesn't sound quite as trashy. Yeah, exactly. You know, por- porta potties sound like a bunch of poo slapped in a, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you know, like a, a chair on the side of the road. Porta loo sounds high Port-a-loo. class. It's like it's fancy. It's chic. Porta loo sound like something Madonna might actually use. <laughs> Speaking of porta loos, I actually have a story about a porta loo and which, Madonna. Yeah, and Coachella Festival 2006. Oh, did, right. so you saw her. Let me finish. Oh my the God, Amsterdam. I don't think we have yeah, first. Let it finish. So going back to Amsterdam, two nights confessions tour. Um, that particular night, sleeping out, it was a very rough night. It was rain. It was oh. cold. Um, fans arrived super early because some fans opt not to sleep. They opt to arrive around 1, 2, 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, and they stay, stay awake right. to, to line up. But then there are fans that have been there for longer than that where they actually need sleep. On that particular night, it was very rough and there was no coverage. So we had to resort to plastic bags, um, uh, you know, for coverage because it was raining extreme, a lot. And because the fans had arrived so early, they're all awake. They're, they're talking all night and, 
you know, the rain, the, the, their voices, it was impossible to sleep. Yeah. So I had a very rough night that night. I pretty much didn't sleep. And I'd already been on tour previously. And, you know, back then she was doing different countries every few days. So you pretty much leave a concert and you start travelling to the next country and that's how we do it. And not just the next country, to the next country's line. Right, right. <laughs> so just that, line hopping Yeah, that's, from all country you, that's all you do. You spend your life in the line and go to the show at night time. So for the first time ever, I had decided that night there is no way I could leave. And then, of course, after the concert, when there's another concert in the same city the following night, you leave the concert and you run back to the line. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. To establish the line. And at that point in time... Numbers. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Point in time, oh my I'd God, you must de- have been wrecked, like just like sh- absolutely shattered. Completely shattered. And I'd already decided to myself before even the concert started that I was not going to line up the next day, that I was just going to stand just, at the I'm back done. of the golden circle and just do my thing. <laughs> and maybe fate happened again. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the gods didn't want me to be at the back of the golden circle on that particular concert. Uh, the unthinkable happened. She spoke to me for the first time and not just you know, a quick conversation and she actually engaged, engaged and um, she didn't know my name back then um, and then from that point onwards she actually called me Australia for a while <laughs> <laughs> and that used to be my name um, and, yeah, she asked me how many times I'd been to the show and from that point onwards at every show she started a count. Um, oh, how fun. Anyway, so after that en- encounter you know, my shatteredness was completely gone. I was mm-hmm. completely awake and I was ready to run back to the line <laughs> to, to get back yeah. for more. You, I want more. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it, like, even the next day um, she said something like, I see you, Australia, show number 12, right? Show number 12. And I think she said something like, see, an elephant never forgets. Ah. So, and then she started with a count and that went all the way to Japan. So that was pretty cool. That's very Japanese cool. shows are great. Yes. Um, and in Japan she did something she, that she'd never done before. She actually came off her stage and she walked up to the, where the crowd was to meet and greet. Oh, wow. Because back, story? Yeah, cause back then in Japan the laws insisted that the stage and the barri- barricades where the crowds stood... Oh, they were far away. Very far right, away. Right, because they don't want people to be able to jump over. 10 and, or 12 metres, yeah, actually. It's wow. really far. And Madonna didn't like that, but it was a legal requirement. So Madonna, being Madonna, you know... <laughs> she Breaking the rules. She didn't like that. So during her speech, she actually... <laughs> jumped off her stage <laughs> and she came and she was like, you know, talking and meeting and greeting everyone, like, a, a, you know, at the front, along the front row, all around the catwalk. And she's never done that before. No, yeah. So just like she'd never spoken to a fan before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she knew me and then, you know, Guy wanted to know me and then we became friends and now... You have late-night phone conversations now. <laughs> well, and we then... have phone conversations. <laughs> you babysat our kids when they were little. Well, actually, and... Guy and I, we actually met coincidentally um, in New York at Madison Square Gardens because I was wearing a shirt. This is before even Madonna ever spoke to me. I was wearing a shirt that said, Madonna is my light. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to take a photo of my shirt. At that point in time, 
He used to go around taking photos of fan shirts he, to show Madonna. I, I was going to say him. Uh, he took a picture of me and my friend Jennifer when we were in Philadelphia in the Golden Triangle wearing our MDNA sashes. Very cool. And he posted it on her Facebook page. And, but yeah. yeah, I remember he used to do that all the time. Yeah, he did that predominantly for confessions and sticky and sweet. Mm-hmm. And a little bit MDNA. Now it's a lot busier now. Yes. Got a family. It's got you too. Yes, you too. <laughs> so. you, you, Bono is keeping him busy. Yeah, of course. Wow. Um, so, and we bonded quite a bit because my name's Israel. He's from Israel mm-hmm. and I'm Australian and he loves Australia. So we kind of bonded and he's remembered me since and obviously the rest is history. Yeah. Um, well, when you talk to him next, make sure you tell him I had given him the <laughs> podcast business card the first night of the uh, the Madame X tour. I was like, "Guy, guy, I run a Madonna podcast." And, oh, cool! And so did next you, time, did you get ne- to see him on opening night? I saw him on opening night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but, I uh, so him. yeah, next time you talk to him, you let him know that you're a guest on the on the podcast. Okay. We'd love to have him on, or you know, Madonna. You know, if, if she's got time in between. Okay, I don't know about Madonna, but <laughs> yeah. you have a better chance with Guy, I yeah. reckon. So, Israel, out of, you know, you've had all these, like, close encounters with Madonna and, you know, spoken to her, you know, when she's on stage. But I understand that at one of the recent shows, she sat next to you and shared a beer. Tell us about that. Oh, that was only just a few weeks ago, actually. Just, just like yesterday. Yeah, right? just like yesterday. <laughs> Wasn't it a few weeks ago? Was it last week? I've lost a week track. Half ago. Yeah, it was, it's all blurring into one long Madame X show. <laughs> it wasn't last Sunday; it was the Sunday before. Right. I think it's yeah, just over a week and a half ago. I happened to be sitting there at a Madame X show, and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she um, decided to have a conversation with me. So that was pretty cool. She sat next to me. We had a bit of a chat. Um, as we chatted, it got to a point where. I was almost speaking to her like we knew each other, which mm-hmm. we do. But then <laughs> she, I think she wanted to maintain, you know, a bit of role-playing. Right. As we do with some things, like even Tears of a Clown in Miami. I don't know if you guys saw it mm-hmm. televised. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we had that chat, um, you know. We she's role, still, she's still sort playing. of like playing Madonna. No, of course. And at the end of the day, she's there to entertain, entertain yeah, sure. and provide a show and... You know, she's not going to, you know, that's just, she's just just playing her part. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't, because to be in that seat is such a huge coincidence. You can't just select to be in that seat. Yeah. It's all luck and chance. And for someone to be there that she happens to know is extremely unlikely. Mm -hmm. So. um, yeah. Oh, is that the name for them now? Oh, that's fun. The beer bitches, yeah. Well, So you're an unapologetic bitch and you're a beer bitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear from Christian about Hi. some of his Which favorite one? Madonna close encounters. Yes, because you've had quite, quite a many other than... So was dancing on stage with her the first touch that um, you've... No, it was, um, was... Was it like... There was a few with, um, you know, the... The shot glasses with lipsticks, with her lipstick marks on them, things like this. Jung Rebel Heart. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Do you remember the shot glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. In, the, in the Spanish section. Mm-hmm. Right, and then um, the Miami one, the Tears of a Clown one, with the photo op one. Right, so how did that happen? Did you, did you just, were she just doing photo ops, or you, you bid on something, right? 
Um, no, we, we had to, the photo opportunity, you had to purchase the table. Oh, I see, I see. So we purchased the table that entitled us to a photo op. A I got photo op. Right, because I remember when I saw after that evening it happened and you changed your profile pic on Facebook and I was like, oh, how did he get a picture with her? <laughs> yeah. And it's such a beautiful photo of the so, two yeah, of you. So it was available to the public. You just had to yeah. support a charity. Mm-hmm. I see. So, yeah, I mean, that's good. I think it's the same thing like she's doing with... Um, with the Polaroid, you know, like she's letting you have a bit of this art uh, right. as long as you support. No, it's just that night was very special because right when we arrived, like she just came from nowhere like, hey, Em, hey, you know, you're, you're in the same level on the floor. Oh, he's talking so, about the cocktail party. There was right, a cocktail yeah, party before. reception before the actual evening. Yeah. And, like a, and she's just milling around. Yeah. yeah. Around wow. All the guests and, that was um, cool. How many people would you say were at that venue that night? At the cocktail reception or? Uh, at both, I mean. Uh, not many. Not many? Maybe about two, three hundred. Wow. So inti- super intimate. Very. Yeah. Would you say that's like the most intimate performance you've been to with Madonna? Uh, no. Uh, Tears of a Clown in Melbourne. Melbourne. Amazing. Tell me about that because, you know, I've watched that video many times and I think it's great and it, it's, it's so great that she just stepped away from her tour to do this for the fans in Australia. But how was it set up? I mean, how, how did it happen, you know? Are you talking about the Melbourne one? Yes, or the, yes. Okay. The one that it seemed like it was outside, right? No, it was indoors. It was indoors? Okay. Yeah, it was at a venue called The Forum mm-hmm. and it's a very small venue. Um, and she basically as you guys may have heard, in past tours, she'd cancelled Australia several times. Um, Even though they'd announced it, by the time she starts the tour and then she starts to, you know, realise, okay, no, let's not go to Australia at the end. (laughs) Let's finish it here. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you know, there's all sorts of reasons. I mean, it could have been like other plans were coming up that she had to cancel. There's all sorts of reasons and... Circumstantially, Australia's been the victim of cancellations yeah. throughout the years since the girly show. So it got to a point where 2016 came and she, she hadn't been since 1993. Wow. That's like 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. Really? Or 23 years or, yeah. And she decided that she wanted to do something special for Australian fans. And this is what she conceived and decided to do for us. And for me, it was super special because I, believe it or not, after all those shows that I've seen, I'd still never seen her in my own country. Mm-hmm. That was my first time. And I You was, were just so happy you didn't have to travel far. <laughs> I well, still needed still to travel because yeah. it was in Melbourne. Oh, true. It's a four-hour flight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I still had to travel. And were those tickets for sale or was no. it like a, it was a contest? How we did had they... to win them. I see. Wow. Yeah. You couldn't buy them. So they're the hottest ticket in the world. Oh, I'm sure. I was so happy when I saw her do that for you guys because I thought how great that must have been. You know, because for us here in America, we've always been able to see like, I mean, I had the wonderful privilege of being able to see her do the Roxy performance in 1998 yes. for, you know, when she, yes. prom, you know, Promoted after, of it was after Frozen, but she, we had never heard any of the other songs and here she is doing three songs that we'd never heard before and she's literally no further away from me than you are and that was the first time I had, she reached down and touched my hand and she's staring right in my eyes and I could hear her singing out of her mouth for the first time and I'm like, 
you know, I was in my early 20s and I was just like losing my shit, you know, like it was like out of world Mm -hmm. experience. And the same thing, like with all of her, when the Sticky and Sweet promo tour at Roseland. I went to that one too. And it was, it was amazing, you know, after seeing her in arenas my, you know, my whole life. And then to be in a a small venue with her, you know, just playing to us. That was was fun. Amazing. I saw, I saw that one in Paris Mm -hmm. though. But when I saw Tears of a Clown, I was blown away because it was so American life heavy mm-hmm. and it was so irreverent and, you know, you can tell that it was something that Madonna has always wanted to do but probably was told not to, you know? And now she was just like, she's like, she's got no fucks to give and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do it. Sorry. Yeah, she's definitely at that point. Yeah. Um, the Melbourne one was actually very different to the Miami one. I preferred it. Not just because it was in Australia. Right. First of all, it went on for at least two hours and 40 minutes. Right. It was a full long show. It was so long. It was just incredible. Um, the Miami one was how long? That was like an wow. hour. Yeah. Yes. And and that was after. So she had sort of like yeah. figured out what she wanted to include and what she didn't want. Yeah, of course. And obviously the one in Miami, she couldn't go on for that long because it was a show for her friends and celebrities. Yeah. Who's going to be there for that long, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, we would have all hung around, you know, like exactly. So I have a question. One of my favorite recent non-tour performances was the one in the South of France for the Leonardo DiCaprio rain, you know. um, We were discussing. Yeah. So were you guys able to go to that? No. No. I didn't go to that. That was right. When she got up on stage with that model and Um, she sang La Isla Bonita. Yeah, Cortahan or, yeah, I forget. He's beautiful, by the way. The one from the Girl Gone Wild video. Yes. Yeah, I've always wanted to get, like, a first-gen reaction from that show because she she performed so many songs that, you know, she sang Open Your Heart Mm -hmm. and... um, Four Minutes, I think. Yeah, Four four Minutes minutes, and... I thought you were going to say that um, that one performance where she, uh, in Paris, the standalone show that she did where she sang Beautiful Killer... No, that, no, that, 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 was, yeah. that was good. That was the show at the Olympia. Were you guys at that one? I wasn't actually at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that was the one that, um, it was a little controversial because, because the, the, the Parisian fans were really upset because they thought they were getting a full-length show and they just got an well, abbreviated but then they, And they also had that the non the polit- like, it'd be a, like non-fans like rushed the stage and like, tried to make it seem like they were Madonna fans being political and it wasn't. It was all just yeah, like... Yeah, the Marie Le Pen. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, she whose name will never be mentioned again on this podcast. <laughs> You're going to have to beat that one out. Yeah, yeah she's, she's no good. Yeah. But Tears of a Clown was ultra, super special. It was very personal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... It was about her and her personal life. She talked about her intimate dealings... Sean Penn, mm-hmm. her divorce, her son, the rivalry. She she talked about everything. It was very, very personal. Oh, and wow. that's why it, the fans loved it because mm-hmm. she's never done that before. Well, and it was a lot of deep cuts too. Like that's what I thought of loved about what she was doing with Tears of a Clown was you were hearing songs that like I'm So Stupid or Easy Ride, like stuff that mm-hmm. she was just never performing on tour and here she was doing it for the first time. And it wasn't just her singing; it was her talking yeah. about everything. Almost like in a the pre- lead up to almost like a precursor song. to the Madame X tour. Yeah. So what's happening? Uh, yeah, so well, so let me so. ask you guys about that then. So you've seen uh, multiple dates of the Madame X tour. What are your thoughts on the show, Ian? What do you What do you think about the? <laughs> are you loving the show? Do you? Uh, what I'm are loving, What are your What are your standout I'm loving, numbers? Um, 
I like, uh, no, because my favorite song on the Madame X album is Crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's the one that just from, from the first time I listened to the whole album, it's the one that's on repeat like Yo, 35 times a day. It's stuck in, in my heart. Mine's now it, it won't, Yeah, it won't go. Yeah. It just won't go. So um, favorite um, bits in the tour, in the, in the show, um, which one's my favorite? I haven't told you. Are you are you a Lisbon section fan? Are you? Uh, ah, yeah. Are you a, a Madame X is a spy in the House of Love fan? I like the Medellin one mm-hmm. when she goes down because um, that's the one where we've been sitting for three nights in a row. We're seeing there again actually tonight. Tonight, that's our seat again. Um, um, which which I've, which else one? Vogue is good. American Life is good too. Mm-hmm. That section. American Life's good. I love the Portuguese section. Yeah, me too. I'm Batuca. possibly being biased, but to hear her speak, sing in Portuguese. Gaspar is cute too. Um, <laughs> young, he's young, he's, he's young, he's illegal, illegal. Yes. Mind you, in Australia it's legal. Is it? Yeah. No, but still, that's just... No, 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 <laughs> just no, 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 no. Um, Well, then the Madame X tour should go to Australia because he'll be very popular. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's popular enough. Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite moments in the show is when she sings Sodade and she sings the other song, the, I still don't know um, the name of it, but her voice sounds beautiful singing right. these non-Madonna songs. The Portuguese father yeah. song? Yeah, she's, that's the song she sings with Gaspar next to her. Do you know the name of that song? Yes. Um, Fadu Pinchincho or something like that. Really? Yeah. It's actually a very popular song uh-huh. that... A lot of Fado singers sing. So it's like a standard, like it's yes. in everyone's repertoire. Absolutely. It's like the Portuguese version of Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take it there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I find the Portuguese section to just be so heartfelt and so, it's so indicative of like Madonna telling you, like, this is what I've always wanted to do and I'm doing it now, you Not know? Your hair on that too. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I yeah. know. I, I remember she, when good. she was in the doing the interview, the show, Tony and I were in fourth row, and she was doing the interview right in front of us, and I just remember looking at her wig and thinking, that is one damn good wig. It is a good Like, wig. it is good yes. hair. Like, I mean, yeah. she does say that she, in addition to needing sleep, she also needs to charge exorbitant ticket prices so she can buy more wigs, right? Exactly. Yes, I do hear that. <laughs> well, I usually hear that it's because she has to pay for a set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, well, and if you've bought a tour jacket, people, you are helping pay for the, the wonderful set pieces that are at the Madame X tour this time around. So, uh, so um, Ian, what's another favorite yes, uh, close Madonna encounter? So you've had the, the unapologetic bitch mode, which, of course, is life-changing. I mean, you Changing, know. like... It, Was there another favorite in-person Madonna moment that you've had? Yeah, in Manila when we crowned her. Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Hello. Come on, let's bury in the lead here. You crowned her. Manila was the only city, we can say it now, right? Manila was the only city that we um, we were sitting, we were standing, sitting, standing. um, At the front. At the front. Mm -hmm. The the corner by the catwalk and This is for Rebel Heart. Yeah, Uh Rebel Heart. And then it was also in both nights we... We went from being on the main stage to the tip of the heart. Okay. So we were we. Ran you were just running back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. You had the traveling section. No, because we had tickets up there as well. Oh, you bought. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yes. we because we because uh, we couldn't get the crown to her 
from the main stage. We had to be at the tip yeah. of the heart. Right. So that's, that's why. she does the request section. She talks to the people. Right. I've always so. thought that that, like, when she was doing those catwalk shows, like Confessions or uh, Rebel Heart, I was always thinking, I would love there to be a way that you could get a ticket where you could follow her, like, walk up and down with her. So that way <laughs> you could just, like, when she's up at the main stage, I'm there. And then when she goes to the cross section, you just walk along with her, you know, like, in travel along where, like, the video guys are, you know? Right. And I'm like, that would have been the... Like a I have a fantastic. story for that. Uh, oh, go! Oh my God! Please, please, wait, wait. So finish. Wait. So you okay. you had the travel. You were traveling back and forth to all these seats, and how you crowned her. Yes, we um, we both crowned her um, because I had a sponsor for for the flowers. On the the crown was going to go on top of the the bed um, of flowers. Yeah, a bed of flowers. Yeah. They called me like, oh, can you post this on Instagram? You know, like influencer thing. Um. So they um they sent me that. And then we were going to put the crown on top and then present it to her like that. And then, um, But well, uh, she knew that was coming because yeah. we actually showed her the crown while she was up on the on main, main stage. stage after, uh, so we're like pointing up. to it and we were like doing that like, as uh-huh. you meet you at the tip. <laughs> Signaling to, we'll get you, yeah, we'll get yeah. you in the back. She just like wink a little and then just like, oh, we knew right away we were good. So. Yeah, and you can. It's on video actually. Oh, nice! I'll have to cue it yeah. up. Yeah, that, that was that was a good day. So you presented her with a crown, did you, yes. and she put it on. Yes, oh, she wore oh, it. That's yeah. fun. And then, she looks um, really good in it. There's a really good yeah. photo of her she wearing it. She posted on her Instagram too. Oh, nice! Madonna looks great in a crown. Yes, <laughs> she does. She really does. She does. I'm surprised she doesn't wear them more often. Oh. I mean, I'm surprised she doesn't wear it every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, she probably does at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Bring me my crown. <laughs> um, okay, so let me ask. Um, should we do lightning round? Yeah, do you let's, want, let's do lightning let's round. Go okay, there. so everybody gets this lightning. When you're a guest on the MLVC podcast, you get a lightning round question. So we're going to do each question for both of you first. So. Um, Israel, we shall start with you. Uh, remember, with these questions, just off the top of your head, wherever you're at right now in your Madonna journey, it's whatever resonates with you right now. So, uh, top five, top five favorite Madonna songs. Oh, top five, um, off the top of your head. So, at the moment, yep. um, "Come Alive." Yes, they're all from the tour, by yeah. the way. Oh, okay. So, "Come Alive." I love Vogue, the whole typewriter thing, mm-hmm. and I love the the father songs that she sings. And I, that's three. Um, and, uh, oh, and I like um, Crave. I love the remix of that. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, and I don't search, I find. Oh, I know. Finally. On, I love that performance <laughs> on the tour. And especially in particular the part where they take her up the steps to where the light bulb is. The interrogation scene. That it's so section good. is a highlight for me. Love I know it's so good. I know it's so simple and whatnot, but it's very effective. And it's yeah. one of my favorites, actually. Like when he swings it, like, when he yeah. Hits. Yeah. And when he holds the microphone. I love and she that he's holding it, it for yeah. her. Yeah, just, yeah, It brings back flashbacks of me and my microphone-holding skills <laughs> <laughs> from Tears of a Clown. Uh, Ian, mm-hmm. top yeah. five favorite Madonna songs. Um, Miles Away. Yes. That's my number one. Good one. It's, it hits a chord because it was um, a transition song for me, too. The time that... Um, that she was getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the time I was also getting divorced mm. too. Yeah, um, not transitioned. Not transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah. So miles away. Um, what else was it? Hung up. Hung up. Yep. Um, of course, Vogue. Mm-hmm. Invention version. 
Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, what else was? Uh, Crazy. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. New era. And one left. One left. Um, deeper and deeper. Yep. Oh, good call. Good call. That's yeah, always yeah. in my top five. I got um, Okay. Uh, Israel, top three favorite Madonna tours. Oh, this is going to be tough for him. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> um, my, my favorite tour that I never got to see in real life, Art Girly Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Me too. <laughs> The tour where I've had the most amount of fun, Sticky and Sweet. Okay. Um, my favorite visually visual spectacle tour, uh, MDNA. Mm, mm-hmm. MDNA. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And Ian, what about you? Top um, three. Of course, Girly Show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Confession. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it has to be. It has to be. I know. People be, are always like, what was one of your favorite numbers from the Rebel Heart Tour? I'm like, unapologetically big <laughs> because I got to dance on stage with her? Yeah, of course not. Um, okay. Uh, last lightning round question, Ian. What is your favorite Madonna look? Can be from video, tour, photo shoot, in person, whatever. Oh, um, the Versace campaign. Mm, yes. Yeah. Like the, the first ones? The first yeah. ones where she would be under the stairs. Oh my god, that stare photo of her laying upside down with the apple. Oh my god, it was one of my one of my favorite all time pictures ever. Playing chess with the dog. Yes, because they're still very current. Yeah, yeah, she looks gorgeous. And Israel, what about you? Favorite Madonna look? Um, More recently, um, MDNA album "Girl Gone Wild" video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think she looks incredible. Mm -hmm. And favorite era, the Ronica era. I always remember when, when she was shaving her eyebrows during that and the gold tooth it and the so nose good. ring. I was like, what is she doing? Because yeah. I was so, I, you know, I was just a year earlier, she was doing Vogue and it was pristine and beautiful Thanks. and this and that. And then she comes out and it's like raunch Madonna. And I was like, yeah. I was a little scared, I, I got to say. Dita was scary to me. Dolce and Gabbana. Like that Heidi outfit that she wore to the sex book, I was frightened. I'm like, this is Madonna on some sort of like weird, spooky acid trip type of thing. And it was like, I was a little, but now I look back and I'm like, God damn, that was brilliant. It worked. It was just so awesome. I I have to go with Israel on the MDNA look because actually you triggered me the other day. You you just posted uh, Turn Up the Radio on your Instagram story and I was like, Okay, she looked really good in that video. She looked really good in Girl Gone Wild. She looked really good in um, Give Me All Your Lovin'. Yes. Like, that was a very consistent look. And on tour. Look. Yeah, mm-hmm. and on tour, yeah. Beautiful. Everything. She, that tour is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's how a have visual you not, how spectacle. How have you not gotten on tour as an actual paid employee? I'm surprised <laughs> that you're not showing up to auditions. Yeah, nah. I did think about that, but um, I gave up on that idea. You know, it's like, a lot of fun like being just, on the other side of the fence. You know, like, just, like, push one of the dancers off to the side, and no, then I'm you can, no like, dancer. step in. And besides, if I ever did that, who would Madonna look for in the crowd, right? True. Exactly. True. But yeah, but you'd get to do the you'd get to do the little prayer circle in the beginning, and well, that's maybe for my like, two hundredth show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would. You know. I mean, come on. Somebody's got to turn those staircases around on stage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but the dancers do that. Yeah, flip it on. Exactly. You could be like a little, like, her, here, here's a water, Madonna. You know, can I hold the straw for you, Madonna? Uh, oh, no, she's got someone that does that. Loic that does that. Dimitri. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sure she's got That's multiple people who are doing right. that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, and Gaspar. Everyone does it. Oh, yeah. Even, well, actually, I, 
I gave yeah, a, exactly. a drink. Yeah, exactly. You did it. Yeah, yeah. I know. You so already maybe I did. am working on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> you're a secret. You're a secret agent. No. <laughs> so, so we touched on it a little bit earlier, but tell us each what your plans are for the rest of the tour. The rest of the tour. Well, I'm excited about Tuesday. I'm going to Argentina for a week. Um, don't, see, cry, don't cry for him, ladies and gentlemen. No. Yeah, don't cry for me, <laughs> even though I'm missing out on two shows, the rescheduled shows, so the oh, opening yes. show and the second show. I, there was always a gap there, so I wanted to do something that week. And Argentina is a lot closer to New York than it is to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought I'd go and visit all my friends from down there. I've developed really good relationships with Argentinians from previous tours. Sticky and Sweet and MDNA. Mm-hmm. Um, Sticky and Sweet was the the DVD was actually shot in Argentina. Correct? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, in fact, funny you mentioned that um, Sticky and Sweet week in Argentina, and the two Manila shows for Verbal Heart are actually the two biggest highlights in my Madonna career. Oh, nice! If you want to call it that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we've all. Embarked on a. Are we going to Madonna University? Is that is that what's going on? Because I, I feel like I'm in school. You know, they're just very powerful. Like the, I don't know, just the atmosphere, the atmosphere, occurrences, situations. I don't know. It was just it had an effect on me. Oh, crazy for you was so good. Yeah, crazy for you. Yes, yes. I remember when cool. she sang that. and I thought I can't believe that she's singing the song live. It was just so great to hear her sing that. Like, in that was the first time she didn't take a bow. Yeah. So yeah, that that's right. Yes. Yeah. It's like, you're getting so many things all at once. Yeah. Yeah, the Asian leg of it, Rebel Heart, was fantastic. I actually didn't do many re- European shows because I had plans for the whole mm-hmm. 2016 leg. And the Asian leg, she's never done Asia before. Right. And it was fantastic. We got to experience all these different cultures and... Places um, and crazy for you is in the Philippines is the is is the only Madonna song that they play till today for like twenty five times a day and they oh still play God. it oh on the radio on the radio uh, yeah yes and they still play it I mean I send you videos every time I'm there like the it's incredible every two hours I love that yeah so it's special and she sung it there yes mm. so Ian what. Yeah. What shows are you going to be seeing after um, you leave New York? I'm going to do, uh, I'm doing New York, Boston, Lisbon, and Paris. I'm doing all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, on this tour, I'm doing 44 shows. Wow. So nice. Okay, so question, because yeah. I know we get asked this a lot, and I'm sure you must get asked this a lot too. How are you pausing life in order to go on tour with Madonna? Is, are you like, who said we need to pause life? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> It no, they're on. just resuming life, but on a Madonna-esque level. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're still working. Yeah. Ian's still working. I'm still working. Um, it's challenging, especially being in the United States. We're opposite. So when I'm finishing a concert here midweek, it's actually business hours for me back in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's very challenging. But obviously when we move to Europe, it'll be less challenging because the time difference is less. Right, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I can work from my wherever. hotel room or wherever I want to be. That's amazing, yeah. And obviously I'm my own boss, so 
I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and yeah, and that's how I manage because yes. I, I realize that not everyone can do this because most people have an employer where you get limited leave per week. Right. I'm just very fortunate and I strategically plan life so that I can do this. And it's not just about Madonna anymore. It used to be. But now it's about seeing my friends, going yeah. to my favourite places. It's evolved. And I love yes. travel. It's one of my favourite things. And you're and seeing, I just combine everything. You're seeing, right, this woman who you, whose career you love and respect while right. seeing people that you've met along the way, yeah. while spending time in cities in, around the world that you'd love to go see. And, um, I mean, like with me in Israel, we see each other on and off tour. So it's not just during the tour that, you know, and we plan everything a year and a half before mm-hmm. the tour starts or an hour. We start planning mm-hmm. and plotting and because <laughs> you need to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, you do. Especially when you're doing, you know, so many shows. And save, 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 save. It tends to um, escalate with every tour. I, I agree very much oh with that. My God, I know. My bank account is not happy Gosh. with me right now. So um, the tour, correct me if I'm wrong, the tour wraps up in Paris? At this point in time. This, yeah. So uh, you guys obviously have plans to be for there for closing night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a Madonna tour closing night. What's that like? The best show. Yeah. The opening and the closing and the two best shows. Uh, the opening is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And the closing is my second favorite. Um, How is it different? The opening, because I always remain spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. For me, it's extra exciting because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to pop out. For the majority of fans, they know everything before the tour yeah. starts. And obviously now with her Instagram posting. Um, tell, tell him you unfollowed her. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I unfollowed Madonna on all social platforms. Alert so you, the media. So you wouldn't see. <laughs> Three months prior to opening. Very Madonna smart. and I broke up. But we're back together <laughs> you're again. You're back together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you courted her with a beer. <laughs> yeah, we made up, had a cheers, and yeah. she gave me her guitar pick a few nights ago. I saw we're all that. all good again. Yeah. Uh, no, I yeah. mean, you're absolutely right about that because uh, there was no way to avoid spoilers for the last, you know, for, for actually any shows since uh, Drowned World. I, re- I I was living in Houston, Texas when I was when I grew up, and that's where I saw Blonde Ambition, and that was the first show wow. in the United States. And I went that night, and all I had seen was like very grainy footage that MTV had shot of them in the Vogue costumes in Japan. So when I saw this like colorful, you know, explosion happening, I mean, I want that experience one day again, where I just go see a Madonna show, you know, sight unseen. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I got I show. got parts of that with Madame X. I, would I think say. Madame X. That was yeah. the first time I had never. I, I mean, I knew the set list going into it. But other than that, I had no idea like what the song sounded like, what outfits she was wearing, you know, because you hadn't seen any the set pictures. This is what ruins it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mind that. I, I kind of like I enjoyed because Isn't I had, it exciting not knowing what song she's going to sing. I had next? forgotten what she was going to sing next by that point, you know, because I was well because we had so, well like, we had waited so long because it was you know the show wasn't it didn't start until like three o'clock in the morning at that point. And I was like, when is she coming out? And uh, by that she started point, started at 2.30 for Tears of a Clown in Melbourne. Yeah, I remember reading that. But nobody Sorry, looked... 1.30. Nobody looked... At 1.40 she started. No one that was there looked exhausted to me. No. <laughs> oh, they, well, were wide, they were wide awake. If you zoom in on the photo of me holding a microphone, you may notice my eyes. You. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if you guys want to take a minute to kind of uh, let everyone know your social media presence so people can, you know, see these photos and these videos that we've been talking about, that would be awesome. Yeah, but your handles. We'll tag you on Instagram. But. Oh, okay. Well, most of my videos, when I started posting videos, it was back, you know, back in the day mm-hmm. where um, Instagram wasn't around or even Facebook. It was just YouTube. Mm-hmm. So my YouTube channel is... Astro Kid Rocks. Astro Kid is my handle on Icon, and Rocks is just something I made up because I don't know why. Because you rock, Israel. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but if you actually go into YouTube and you type in Izzy, I Z Z Y, and Madonna, you'll see heaps a of videos. Plethora. A plethora. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh. So. And yeah, Ian, what about you? Where can oh. we find you on social media? Um, at Ian Goldwyn is my Instagram and Facebook. It's the same, Ian Goldwyn. And yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, my Instagram is israel.henricks. So, H-E-N-R-I-Q-U-E-S. Thank you, yes. Ian. We'll, we'll, and Israel we'll, spelled we'll, we'll the same as the country. We'll tag you both on, uh, <laughs> okay, on our thank post. Thank you. In case, people, um, in case people want to catch yeah, up. Yeah, we like meeting new people. Come meet us we at do. the shows. And um, they're at every let, show, people. So let's just get photos and hey, let's have a good time. Say, um, like, the the other night, the beer bitch, um, hi Kevin, wherever you are, from Oklahoma. It was a bit. I don't know if you read up on the the latest uh, beer bitch that was on two nights ago. With on her, Thursday night. Thursday night. Um, it was something that um, all of us wanted. Um, like whoever had the opportunity to tell her face to face or up close, like how much she meant to all of us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so basically he he got very personal with Madonna because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, she holds a microphone, but, you know, she can't control everything. Yeah, right. You know, if someone starts saying something and they're as deep as what Kevin got, she can't exactly, you know, interrupt that. So she allowed him to finish what he had to say mm-hmm. and he pretty much spoke on behalf of, you know, uh, all his friends who... He had lost to AIDS and how, you know, she throughout the years has helped and encouraged, you know, for everyone to unite and to fight it. And he pretty much just thanked her for all all that she's done in regards to that topic. And then he talked, he thanked her um, from... On behalf of his younger suicidal self, oh, wow. where he would, he where he, where he would never do it because he would always be anxiously waiting for either her next album or video. Oh, that's great! That's very good. You guys are gonna make me cry. Yeah. What did she, what did she say? <laughs> did she say anything? Yeah, she does. She, she gave him a big hug. Oh, nice. For starters, and then because she normally doesn't touch the people, she doesn't like interact <laughs> with them. Um, I think physically, it, it just depends. Yeah. If she feels comfortable, she will. Mm-hmm. So it's she usually does that with people who, whose faces she knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, like in last tour, you remember how she was start, she started biting people. Yeah, <laughs> she wouldn't just bite anyone. Right, right, right. She'd need to know them. That's my policy as well. <laughs> <laughs> feel, she needs to feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, just going back to Kevin, um, she, you know, she almost welled up a few times, yes, but. Um, at the same time, she knows she's running a show and yeah. she wanted to maintain everyone's happiness level yes. we up there. Four people away. Yeah. yeah, we were just 
Yeah, and so we got to see it all very up close and personal. And I think she ended off ended it really well. Yeah, she she, just, as she walked out, she she got the beard um, bottle and she said, "This is for all your friends." Oh my god! Stop! Stop! Oh, that's great. So yeah, much. and then. At, and then as she walked off, she thanked him. Thank you for staying alive. Oh, oh yeah. nice. So she was trying to, you know, maintain yeah. everyone, like, on a high note rather than... I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you guys oh. will agree, though. We love it when Madonna shows her vulnerable side. It doesn't yes. happen all the time. And, you know, as a, as a long-time fan, I... I'm still floored when I see those moments. And I saw that at the two Madame X shows that, I, that I've been lucky enough to attend. And I think that, that's why Madame X is becoming one of my favorite tours is because she really is letting her hair down, no pun intended, and she's, you know, she's communing with us, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, surely you would have noticed a huge difference from Blonde Ambition days oh, yeah. to, to now. Yeah. Blonde Ambition was very icy and it was very choreographed, but it had to be because it was the first production of its kind, I would say. Um, I feel she's definitely mellowed out a lot mm, as far yes. as, you know, relaxing her how her control, you know, how strict everything needs to be on stage. Well, you know, career speaking and whatnot and fame and she was at her peak. Yeah. You know how everyone goes through a peak. I think that's when she made, made the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's still the queen of the universe, oh, of yeah. course, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I think in my opinion, Blonde Ambition era was when... You know, the highest. It was ultimate. It was ultimate. Yeah, Madonna. like you couldn't were... you couldn't touch her at that point. No. Exactly. And, and and I think it was also the thing that I noticed. If you look at her career, that was before. Yes, she had done some controversial moments, but that was also she still had everyone on her side. Mm-hmm. You know, like the media was still sort of on her side. The fans were still on her side. Like once she started doing like. Justify My Love, and then the sex book and the, the whole erotica era, that's when people, it, I mean, for me, I noticed, I was like, why are people not liking Madonna all of a sudden? Like, suddenly people were sort of, like, turning against her. And so it was, and that was, like, the, the, the top-tier Madonna, it was sort of no longer. Yeah, well, oh, you, you know, at the time, sorry to interrupt, no, but you're good. as you know, at the time, the internet was non-existent. Yes. Everything that was... Wait. Everything that society was very different back then. What was taboo back then is no longer taboo now. Correct. And she was doing a lot of things that were taboo back then that are no longer taboo. Like, for example, her body of evidence film that she did where you can see her naked, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was no other celebrity at the time, you know, filming themselves naked in the film. So, of course, she's going to get flat for it. Oh, well, well, exactly. And I mean, and I think that's what's important to remind people is like, look at what she did because she was doing stuff when people weren't doing it. And because she did it, it's now okay to do it. You know, like when you look at people's, like some of the music videos that the pop stars are doing nowadays, you're just like, the only reason they're able to do that is because Madonna did it back in 1994. That's right. And she's always, as we all know, she's always been ahead of, of time in everything. And because of that, it's made her the person that she is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and regardless of what people think, she, you know, she really is the queen of the universe. And it's because of her that all these other pop stars and celebrities have had, you know, something to look up to and to... Someone to emulate. Yes, yeah. that's what I was looking for. So, yeah. I, so I'm sleep deprived. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and no rest for the weary because... Another round is 
coming up tonight. Yes, I know. I know. It's um, it's hard. Actually, back to back shows. I don't know, Israel. If you, it's it's kind of it's kind of dicey in some sections. I don't know if you can take it two nights in a row. Well, listen, it's actually. <laughs> well, this week the there's going to be six shows in seven days. Mm, there mm, was three mm. shows in a row just earlier this week, and right. then Friday off. And now there's three shows in a row. You're heading so after uh, that the two gentlemen leave us t- this afternoon. They are headed right to the clinic to get their vitamin B12 shots. Uh, <laughs> the Madonna does that for yes, us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're headed. You're headed to Madonna's townhouse on the Upper East Side, where you'll just you get your ticket and you you go in and Madonna self administers the shots. Um. <laughs> a little, a little shot of love. Oh, right. yes. So well, we're very excited that you guys came to talk to us because I have been wanting to pick both of your brains for a while now. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, cool! I know we tried earlier this year. I'm sorry that was a bit crazy. You're just you're, you're here now. You're as challenging to not get down as Madonna. I mean, it's like you're just it's you're so busy. I love following Israel on Instagram. I'm like, where is Izzy today? Oh, yeah. A lot of of people, um, yeah, actually, funny you say that because all my friends back in Australia, it's become, rather than, oh, hey, Israel, how are you going? It's always, hey, Israel, are you in Perth at the moment? Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, like, oh, usually the answer is no. But um, But yeah, big thanks to both of you for coming coming. and supporting the podcast and being guests. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. We're excited to see the rest of your adventures and the rest of the tour. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We and really appreciate it. Well, you're going to Argentina on Tuesday. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> if you follow me, you'll, <laughs> you'll be going to That's Argentina. Right. Part of the Rainbow Tour. Um, <laughs> yes. I sure hope that you will be going to La Casa Rosada to see the balcony. Where yeah, Madonna. I'll definitely go there. Absolutely. I've been there before, but I'll yeah. go again. Instagram awesome. wasn't around last time. I went, Yeah, so. so I'm counting on you. Yes, for sure. That's right, baby. <laughs> well, like I said, very happy to have Israel and Ian with us. Um, I know our listeners are going to love hearing about their close encounters and their tour experiences. And uh, yeah, stay tuned because we got more of this coming in our next episode. Uh, make sure that you follow us um, on Instagram, MLVC Podcast. If you want to check out our website, we have MLVCPodcast.com. And please like and subscribe. We love all of our listeners. If you want to s- send us a little rating, um, send us a little comment. Send a- We'd love to hear where you're coming from. Uh, we have listeners from all over the world. So please feel free to drop us a note. Let us know that you're listening. And uh, another exciting adventure of the MLVC Podcast is going to be coming soon. Um, I just want to say one more thing. I often get messages after concerts or even the following week, oh, hey, I saw you at the Madonna show. I was too shy to come and say hi. I really wanted a photo with you. I really wanted to meet you. Don't be shy, peoples. I've got teeth, but I don't use them. (laughs) Please come and say hello. I love meeting new people. So basically accost these gentlemen whenever you see them. I have to admit, Israel, I have seen you a couple of times and I was one of those two people. One of those people that was too shy to meet you, so. Aww. <laughs> it's okay. Well, definitely, I'm glad that's in the past now. It is. It is. You hey. can tell everyone it's not as bad as it seems, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Don't believe the stories. Don't believe the hype, people. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.